Businesses thrive by knowing customer insights because today's insights are tomorrow's facts. At iResearch, we live and breathe insights. And despite searching high and low, we were unable to find a customer insights podcast that answers one of the most important questions in business. Why do customers do what they do? So we launched one. Hi, I'm your host, Darshan Mehta. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Haider Abidi. He is the Chief Marketing Officer and Head of Direct-to-Consumer at Country Chicken in India. He previously served as a Brand Director of Brand Marketing, and at Country Chicken is the first brand to exclusively sell high-quality organic country chicken in India. And he's looking to provide folks with a healthier alternative to regular chicken and help them connect with their roots once again by bringing the good country chicken from the villages to the city. Welcome, Haider. How are you? Thank you, Darshan. I'm doing good. So I'd like to start off by hearing your personal journey. Tell me the personal journey and particularly the aha moments that have gotten you to where you are today at Country Chicken. It's been quite a very diverse kind of experience okay, that I had. I pursued civil engineering. Okay, and at that point of time, my parents felt, okay, now I'm going to be a civil engineer, okay, constructing the so-called different wow structures. But here I am, okay, you know, uh, having dealt with management consulting, okay, at Deloitte. My, I had my own startup, okay, that was in EdTech. And now leading the marketing role, okay, being the head of D2C at uh, FMCG startup, which is Country Chicken Co. So uh, it's been quite diverse and predominantly the aha moments for me in the entire journey has been always to be among people, okay, and try to learn things from them, which is beyond theories, beyond books, okay, and all of that. While I was pursuing my engineering, okay, at that point of time, I got an opportunity to be, to involve myself in a lot of internships and projects, which gave me perspective for that, okay, so that gave me clarity by the end of engineering that, hey, this is not something that I would want to do. Rather, I would remember one of my examples, okay, I went to LNT, which is one of the the biggest construction companies in India, I think world over in fact, I was doing an internship with them. And like what a young 20, 21 year old guy at that age, okay, at that point of time, and it was all about the technical problems that I was solving there and trying to learn things. And that's where I met a couple of people who I did not understand what they were talking, but it felt like they are talking some real big, big stuff out there. These are the people who do the big things in LNT. So I was wondering, who are these people? That project, that internship, okay, over there at that point of time gave me the exposure to what a management graduate is all about. Those people, okay, I spoke to them, they told that, okay, they deal with the business strategies. And at that point of time, I could not understand all of this, okay, what are these business strategies and all that. But yeah, that gave me a lot of perspective, okay, that interaction, okay, gave me perspective that, hey, I would also want to, you know, this is something that I enjoy. And that's where, okay, my entire journey towards management started off after my engineering. I did not pursue anything of what I studied in civil engineering. So that's where my management journey started off. Even there, I got an opportunity to do a lot of projects, okay, and internships. That gave me insights with regards to what startup world is. And in fact, I was fortunate where I got placed, like we have this concept of college placement, campus recruitment in India. So Deloitte Consulting was the first company and I could crack it first company itself. So I got a lot of time out there in my college to explore things again. So I started working with a lot of startups. I mean, I worked with two startups 
And even before joining Deloitte, the startup world gave me a lot of exposure, a lot of insights about, hey, this is something where you get to learn very quickly. You dirty your hands. So that excited me a lot. But you know, I had taken a call to join Deloitte. So I joined Deloitte. I wanted to experience what a corporate culture is all about. I spent around two and a half years there. And then, okay, I realized that, hey, I connect a lot with students. Students used to reach out to me asking for their career guidance and everything. So I decided that, hey, you know, why don't, this is a time where I can try something. So I moved out of my corporate like career at that point of time, started off my own startup. And that was predominantly only based on the feedback that I got from the consumers at that point of time, which were my students. So they motivated me. They told me that, hey, sir, why don't you come up? You guide us, okay, like mainstream. So I started off with that. The biggest aha moment there, it was a very tough decision to move from a so-called high-paying corporate job to startup at that point of time. But for me, it was predominantly the consumer feedback. I still feel the best of the innovations, the best of the decisions that you can take is based on consumer feedback. So the consumer feedback that I was getting at that point of time made me do the right things in the right way. And whatever I had set my target for the first three months of my startup, I could achieve double of that in those three months itself. And that was only because I was very clear that whatever feedback that I get from the consumer, I need to keep on applying that. This is one of those things where best of the big companies also have seen, they do this mistake at times where the consumer feedback is just a set of data which is kept somewhere in your system, laptop, wherever. But if the consumer feedback is being acted upon in a most in the best way, in the way where even you keep on engaging with the consumer saying that, hey, no, you said us, this is what we have done, okay, and all of that. So you will keep on doing the best, best and keep growing. So that kept us, we grew like I think 3x, okay, was our growth in the first couple of years. Then COVID hit. We had the initial, there was a couple of months, okay, where we saw a bit of drop, but then there was a market correction only to see where the market is heading. And I think post that, we saw the best growth in our entire startup journey because then the entire thing moved towards online. Okay, the ad tech boom came up at that point of time. So we had a good growth there. And by 2022 end, when the entire industry was consolidating at that point of time, the ad tech segment was going through a tough phase. That's where we got a good acquisition deal and we sold our startup there. And then I was wondering then what next? Because... I mean, being an entrepreneur, you always look at learning and exploring new things. That's where just because of the interactions that I used to have with people, I identified a set of very young chaps, okay, who started off with very new concept of bringing the healthy, naturally raised country chickens. It's a FMCG based startup. And I think I just thought that this is something, you know, where I don't know anything about this business. I mean, normally people tell us that, hey, now that you have worked in EdTech, why don't you move to another EdTech and all of that? I said that, no, I mean, if I'm getting to explore something which I have no clue about, I think that is the moment, okay, at that point of time, which told me to take this decision. Now, if you look at it right from my engineering to the consulting job, to my own startup, to the, you know, uh, at Country Chicken Co, what I'm doing, one thing has always been constant is I have always kept taking calculated risk. I have always ensured that the risk element has to be there. If there is anything that makes me comfortable, 
I might not be very comfortable doing that. So the risk-taking ability has actually helped me a lot throughout my journey. You packed a lot in there and I appreciate that. I want to go back one, a couple of steps and I want to clarify something. What I'm hearing is you've been always very curious. And what do you think put you on that path of curiosity? Do you think we're just born with it? What did something happen that made you extremely curious? I think always enjoyed interactions where you feel challenged in a room where you feel that, hey, there are other people who know so much more than you. That sort of vibe that you get is something that always keeps me you know, on my toes because there are times where I see that while people grow, their ability to open conversations, their ability to have that curiosity in things, that slightly diminishes or rather with age, okay, it even goes down. And with this, I think a major role was my own startup, you know, MBAP education, which gave me the opportunity to interact with a lot of diverse kind of people. And I saw some of those very, some people very closely that because they had that curiosity in them, even at the age of 50 or you know, even at a very old age also, these guys are very active and doing a lot of things in their life. So interacting with people and if I know that I'm instead of people where no, I don't know anything. That is the best place, okay, for me. So I don't want to be at a place where I'm the one, okay, who is like giving all the teachings and all of that. I would want to be at a place, okay, where I keep on learning. That 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 actually keeps me here and I did all the time. Interesting. So you talk about taking calculated risk. Many people say that, but I'm curious, how do you define calculated risk? A lot of that comes from your self-belief. You should be very honest to yourself, knowing that what you can do, what you cannot do. For example, I, while I moved from my six years of tech experience and going into a complete different domain of FMCG startup, a lot of people told me that, hey, you don't know about it. You don't know anything about it. My only, this thing is, I'm sure if I spend a couple of months, a couple of weeks, I will understand it. There's nothing rocket science about. Okay, once you have the understanding of core business principles, you have the wisdom of knowing consumer, you can do it anywhere. So I gave myself that time. It's not that just something that I believed and I wanted to do. I said that, okay, let me evaluate myself. So I spent close to around 25, 30 hours in Country Chicken Co. before even I officially joined them. I told them, hey, I'm not looking for any compensation, anything like that. Let me spend 20, 30 hours. Okay, let me understand. I actually went and spoke to the consumers. Why did you want to do that? As I said, the best of the innovations, okay, the best of the inputs, okay, comes from consumers. So as a marketer, you have to be involved in the customer journey. You should see that, hey, your consumer is going through what all emotions, how is the decision making happening? What is he doing after he does a purchase? So the entire process, that is always because there's so much of variety of information there that you just cannot dive in and say that, hey, I spoke to one person, he told me this, and that's why it is like that. It's not like that. It's not your gut feeling, nothing like that. You have to look at the broader patterns. And the broader patterns is something that gives you so much of insights. So for even I joined Country Chicken, I went to multiple stores, okay, spoke to the consumers, spoke to the staff, went and looked at the backend story of the business, okay, so that I understand everything. So I did my due diligence in place. I understood that, hey, point one, this is definitely going to be challenging. Point number two is, so when I am talking to people, I understand, okay, what's happening here. That means the more time I spend, I will be able to find my way out. So I said that, hey, this is something that gives me the confidence that I will be able to grow in this segment as well. It's not that I have to be at tech for the rest of my life. 
so yeah i mean uh, it's it's your belief it's your homework that you do that gives you the ability to take that calculated risk and i think uh, yeah part of what you said earlier you, you take pride and interest and curiosity and also wanting to learn new things not just curious but you actually want to learn new things and as a result you know you're going to have to take risks but you take them more judiciously or carefully because of the experience you've had by stretching your envelope it becomes a self-feeding kind of mechanism there doesn't it right so tell me from there and how did you end up at country chicken it's again a part of my everyday routine where i keep talking to a variety of people and i do that only for the sake of learning whenever i find someone saying giving me any input which i never knew that kind of you know excites me so it was the same reason okay while i was done with my first startup i was looking at okay what next i can do so i first made sure that let me do something outside of edtech so i was clear with this and i being an entrepreneur you would also want to be a part where a business is between 0 to 1 phase or rather 1 to 10 phase once it is from 10 to 100 it's a phase where it has actually taken off so building businesses from scratch was something that i was looking for i mean in some of the incubation centers while i spoke to people i got in touch with the founders there we had conversation i spent around 20 30 hours okay with the business i understood that okay i have a right fit and more over everything it is also very important okay that what kind of people that you want to work with so mm-hmm. i had that uh, you know kind of vibe okay with the founders that made me take this call that yes i can go ahead and explore a new aspect of business in myself so when you were talking to these consumers before you took the job what insight did you glean that said hey i really need to be part of this it was very interesting i spoke to multiple consumers and while they were making the purchase so in the process of taking that decision to buy the chicken correct right so i i went and spoke to consumers of a competitors as well so it was not just i went to and spoke to the you know country chicken course consumers i went to the competitors consumer and spoke to them as well now while i went to the competitors you know customers and i spoke to them and i realized that these people are not aware of a lot of different things and when i asked them that hey why don't you do this why don't you do that they were very casual about it knowing that it's okay it doesn't matter so when i asked them the right set of questions then they were having that you know so called aha moment for themselves saying that you know we never thought it that way so you know many times when we realize this that there is something that a consumer really needs but no one actually offered to the consumer that's why consumer feels that just normal so while i spoke to them and i say that if you have a brand who gives you a naturally raised chicken would you want to have that and they said that yeah we want to have that but there's no one offering so that gave me that insight that clarity that there is a genuine need for this product consumers want it because they don't find it they have settled themselves with whatever is available in the market but if someone comes out and gives them that requirement that need that they have they are ready to buy it so that was very clear that okay that means there's a consumer who is ready to purchase it so i can join this firm i can make it grow i can reach out to these consumers in the right way communicate the right thing and then okay there's a lot of scope for growth because you have an understanding now you know what's going to be communicated what they need to hear what's going to solve their problem how long have you been now with country chicken so it's been quite early okay it's just a 6 or 7 month that i am uh, you know in the country chicken but i see that okay there's a lot of changes that we have already started doing it the initial changes that you see at this point of time is we have completely changed our communication strategy which has given this 
entire perception game that a lot of people feel okay about country chicken. So we have started giving them the right set of communication. How are staff okay at the retail outlets? What are they supposed to talk? How they are supposed to talk and everything. So a lot of communication strategy has changed. We are also working on the pricing front. Okay. Because yes, Indian consumer and chicken as a regular product to be consumed, for them, pricing is a lot of things. So yes, okay, understanding the consumer behavior and setting the right pricing is something that I'm working on. And so three insights that I have gained now that you you came on board and started selling chickens and you're making progress. What are three key insights you've gained since then? I think the biggest insight for me, because I came to food segment, okay, which is completely different of how it operates. So the emotion aspect, when I was in EdTech, someone who is coming to you for, let's say, any kind of coaching is actually showing you a lot of trust with regards to how you would want, like placing his entire career of next one or two years in your hands. So it's a long journey. You're supposed to handle the consumer for, let's say, a one year or a two year period like that. Over here, it's so fast. Food is so fast. You're dealing with exactly the same emotions. But it is such a fast-paced industry. So that was my the first first understanding that a consumer who, let's say, walks into your store, how do you ensure that you engage with the consumer in the most personalized way so that he feel he feels valued? While in a tech, you will get a lot of time to make him feel valued. In a food segment, the entire purchase, okay, everything is done in a few minutes. So how do you ensure that in such a small span of time, you make the fee, you know, customer feel value? And that is where the customer experience and the retention comes into picture. Now, at a mass level, because it's not that you're dealing with you know, small numbers. Okay, So at a mass level, the strategy, the insight to have mass level of personalized interaction, that is something okay, that a lot of businesses find challenging. I agree. I think that's the key to being successful for sure. How have you solved that challenge? Exactly. So you can, I mean, it's you'll find me with customers every week doing something or the other. And that has given me broader patterns okay, of what kind of consumers are there and what they look for. And when you look at that person, mass level personalized engagement, point number one over there is you have to respect customers' territory. You want to have personalized engagement, but you have to respect the territory. That means you should know that, hey, when and how you are supposed to communicate with a particular customer. He will feel valued, he or she will feel valued only when you respect customer's territory. So we have we have you know, taken help of quite a lot of you know, tools there. There are a lot of customer engagement platforms, okay, you know, that gives you some relevant information. But that information, that data insights that we got, we identified patterns out there that okay, these are consumers who want us to reach out to them at a certain time who want us to reach out to them, okay, through a particular channel only. Not everyone wants an email, okay? Not everyone wants a WhatsApp message, okay? Not everyone is active on social media. So you have to look at the data points, look at the broader pattern and identify that what time and how the customer wants you to engage with them. And the moment you respect that and you do that, that is where you will find that consumers start engaging with you and giving you the valued feedback. So this is where we cracked the mass level of personalized engagement. And and I felt, and this is out of my experience in both the startups, that if you make the consumer feel valued, he is ready to do anything for you. Why? Because 
the entire aspect of someone giving me that value, someone respecting me. So that emotion is above everything. If you give a product okay, which has got something, let's say of some quality issues were there or something were there, but still you engaged with the consumer in a very respectful manner, in a very personalized manner. He, the consumer is there to understand that, hey, there can be areas where quality issues can come up, but this brand is something that respects me, that values. So I will value them. I will respect them. And you'll find customers who came back to us saying that, hey, why don't you change this? Why don't you do that? This will help us even more. So this is where a customer is actually making you feel like a family, where he is telling you that how we can further give them the better service. So that entire strategy of you know, respecting consumers' territory to have that mass level of personalized engagement, okay, that has helped us a lot. Interesting. So you did some work at Deloitte, right? And is this where you learned a lot of your inside gathering in terms of consumers at that position? Definitely these you know, renowned brands, Deloitte as a consulting firm, okay, they stand for their values. If I have to point out one thing, what I learned from Deloitte is, you know, how do you lead business in the most value-based manner? Deloitte as, as a consulting firm, they value learning a lot. They ensure, okay, that the client servicing, okay, they are very particular, okay, of getting the best service out there, going two steps, 10 steps ahead of that. And yes, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's an advisory role that you do in uh, consulting. So understanding consumer data and giving them the right inputs and to further implement that as well and show them the end result. So that entire thing okay, is something that Deloitte helped me a lot, which is something that I still carry in my startups okay, that I have been working. It has been a great value addition there. What have you learned with chicken? What are some things that have surprised you when you're marketing and learning more about chicken that you think that you're going to be able to tap into? So with country chicken as a product, in India, it's known by various different names. What surprised me a lot is the involvement that consumers have in the entire meat purchasing experience. They are very particular of what kind of bird they want, what is the age of the bird, how the bird was grown, how the meat should be cut. So the involvement level is very high. Unlike understanding of consumer there, I understood one aspect is that the consumer wants us to give them like transparency right from the start to the end of the system. Because only if consumer gets that transparency, there he will feel free to have that involvement. If you build restrictions that, okay, you might not be able to see something, okay, or do that and everything, the consumer will not feel free and that's where he will not have the best experience. He will not feel connected to the brand. So we identified different points where transparency can be brought in. We spoke to consumers. Obviously, there was a lot of operational challenges out there. We brainstormed, we identified. But with regards to this transparency aspect, that was one area of chicken as a particular product where we saw that the consumer involvement level can be solved by bringing in the transparency aspect. And that has helped us a lot. What is the power of the transparency? Why is that, do you think? So let's say Indian consumer, if I have, I have to particularly talk about, there's one notion that the consumers, they don't prefer chilled meat. They prefer the concept of a live bird, okay, you know, which they can see, then they get the meat of it. So why transparency is important is because Predominantly, they were always so used to purchasing from the live bird, okay, and then getting the meat out of it. So they want to know about the bird itself. 
and add country chicken okay because we are promoting we are the ones who are talking about having these healthy chickens who are not tampered with steroid feeds and all of that so the consumer wants even more that how was this bird grown okay if my child consumes it now what kind of feed am i giving to my child to my family so consumer wants to know all this and one thing that we found even more interesting is at our retail store normally a customer waits for around 5 to 10 minutes and you getting 5 to 10 minutes of engagement of your customers time in today's world is like one of the biggest thing to have a 5 to 10 minutes of time okay where we can interact with consumer we can talk to him even more get more insights that's where we understood that for him transparency matters so much for him okay in those 5 to 10 minutes he's completely involved looking at the different aspects of store you know talking about different kind of products that gives you that insight that okay my consumer wants to know more about me and that's a luxury for me as a brand that is what brands crave for we are getting that opportunity so that gave us that insight okay and by bringing in transparency which is again a change that we brought in the last 6 months we see that our consumers are having a great time okay a lot of people have come back to us now that we get to know all of this okay about the product that i'm purchasing that gives me more confidence about the brand nice What do you see as the future for country chicken and you in terms of consumer behavior? What areas of consumer behavior would you like to delve into further? So, with regards, right now we are expanding in the city of Hyderabad. We see that there's a lot of scope out throughout the country. Right now, there's we don't have any competitor. Okay, and I'm very proud to say that no one has got the ability to enter this market because okay, we have that strong understanding of the market, you know, strong understanding of consumer with regards to this product. that gives us the leverage that we can move out to different other cities and cater to consumers now what's challenging for me from a consumer behavior perspective is while we move from one state to another state one city to another city definitely there's going to be difference in how people perceive this product and how people consume this product in hyderabad we see there's a lot of craze about it we see that a quite similar nature okay in a lot of other southern india parts of the state while we move north there's a lot of awareness that needs to be created so that is going to be an interesting phase where we have to deal with different kind of consumers in different geographies having different solutions to consumer behavior there so yeah so that's going to be the next sort of growth So yeah, you have to be nimble. I mean, I think that's part of the agreement you end up having with knowing that it's experiences that you're trying to create because you know it's going to constantly change and evolve and you have to keep a pulse on it because there're too many factors that create the overall experience and you need to constantly monitor, tweak it and improve it. It's food, so it's super quick. So you need to observe everything okay in those small couple of minutes that you get with the consumer. The kind of retail stores that we have opened up which is the world's first zero order store that excites people to come to our retail outlets again okay, spend time in, in in making the purchase. So that is helping us again getting more engagement with consumers. So we are proud to say that okay that hey consumers come to our retail stores and want to spend around 5 10 minutes of their time okay and which is great for us. in the world of consumer insights who would you love to have lunch with and why oh wow uh, <laughs> i have been uh, since the time i have come in country chicken okay i have been following a lot of food based startups because i realized that food is so dynamic it's just not directly a food company but indirectly it's a food related company okay? i happened to meet 
Nandan Reddy, okay, who is one of the co-founders of Swiggy in India. So I got an opportunity to talk to him, okay, in one of the events in Hyderabad. I, I learned a lot from him. I would definitely want to meet him in person and have more conversations with regards to consumer experiences okay, and everything. That would be one person for me. Well, I can tell I really enjoyed talking to you. And I can tell you have a, a tremendous sense of curiosity. And I really appreciate that because I think that's one of the keys to being successful in life in any profession is having that level of curiosity. And I can also sense from you that you not only have the curiosity, but you actually love solving problems. And you know that's a big part of it because as you know, we're always going to have problems. It's the people who solve them that are going to make the difference and you know make it an enjoyable experience, but also make it successful for the company as well. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. And I look forward to trying your country chicken one of these days when I'm in India. It was, it was great talking to you. And uh, some of these questions, okay, made me really think a lot. And going back to those days, okay, where I experienced those things. So yeah, I mean, uh, felt good about the entire experience that I had. Happy to share that with everyone here. Well, thank you for sharing it, you know, especially when it's a personal story. But, you know, these are the things I think uh, we all appreciate listening to other people's aha moments. And in a way, we learn from them, we grow from them ourselves. But in many ways, we can identify with them because some of the similar to things that maybe each of us have had in one way or another, but maybe you've had it in a different nuance or a different way, but it's something that we can all relate to. Well, thank you very much. And I, again, like I said, I look forward to trying the chicken when I'm in India. Sure, sure. All right, thanks. Getting to AHA was brought to you by iResearch. To find out more about us, head to iResearch.com and make sure to search for Getting to AHA in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are found. And don't forget to click follow to ensure you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you for listening.